the mycelial stage of the mushroom is sort of the rooting stage. And on the planet Earth, it can last for hundreds of years and spread over hundreds of acres. And it plays an extremely important role in providing communication and transportation across our our forests and, and, and across all of the soil that you're seeing around. Welcome to the Clean Body Podcast. I'm Lauren Kelly, a certified nutrition therapist and soon-to-be specialized holistic cancer coach with a certification in cancer biology from UC Berkeley. I am so grateful that you're here. This podcast introduces you to the souls and brains behind some of the cleanest food, beverage, and lifestyle products on the market. Because what you put on, in, and around your body matters. From cookies, bread, and mushroom superfoods, to adaptogenic lozenges, clean medicines, organic mattresses, and fluoride-free toothpastes, we'll explore how the brands came to be, how scientific studies drove decisions about ingredients and materials, and most importantly, how the products support all the physical and mental microscopic miracles that occur in your body every minute of every day. Thank you for being here. Let's get this started. Hello, hello. Welcome back for episode three of the Clean Body Podcast. I'm Lauren Kelly, your host. And before I tell you all about the interview we have for you today, I first have to thank you. We released episode one and two last week and the overwhelming positive feedback and excitement we received was absolutely incredible. I was floored, astonished, (laughs) thrilled. And it just made the, all the work and this process and this journey so worth it. Not that it wasn't worth it before because I've thoroughly enjoyed making this podcast for you all. But anyways, thank you so much for all your support. Thank you for coming back and being here or thanks for finding us for the first time. So let's jump into it. Today, we are talking to Dr. Sandra Carter, MH, MPH, PhD, basically just super smart human. She is the founder of Ohm Mushrooms, and we dig into all things mushroom superfoods, mushroom powders versus extracts, all the magical powers that mushrooms hold. And when I say magical, I'm kind of serious. So for example, a couple fun facts here. Did you know that the first mushroom-forming fungi dates back 1.5 billion years to the Mesozoic era, or that 80% of the earth under your feet is something called mycelium? We talk a lot about mycelium, and basically it's the root system that mushrooms grow from. Bringing it a little closer to home, studies have found mushrooms to be genetically closer to humans than plants, which is just wild. They breathe in oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide, just like us. They produce vitamin D when exposed to sunlight, just like us. And our human bodies harbor between 9 and 23 strains of fungal species. While mushroom superfoods are gaining popularity and notoriety right now, a lot of people refer to them as adaptogens. Their medical powers are not new science, and we get into all of that. Sandra is a seasoned health and integrative medicine expert with more than 30 years of academic and professional experiences in the field of holistic integrative health. She's dedicated to improving health and wellness at the individual, community, and national levels through sharing the benefits of functional mushrooms. But I will let Sandra tell her own story because it is just such an incredible one. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming interviews. Next week, we will be releasing one with Kind Root and Adaptogenic Lozenge, and you'll know all about adaptogens at that point. We also have a live Q&A coming up April 25th at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. We will be featuring some of the guests that we've interviewed in the first five weeks of the podcast. Check out our Instagram page, The Clean Body Project, for more details on that. Leave a review, share with your friends and family. We're trying to spread our message far and wide. Thank you so much for all the listeners that are here right now for this episode. 
Ohm Mushrooms is giving you 20% off your next purchase. So you can go to ohmmushrooms.com and use the code CLEANBODY20 for 20% off. Without further ado, let's jump into it. We have Sandra here. How are you? I am wonderful, Lauren. Thanks for having me today. I'm so excited to have you. I have been having my lion's mane powder all week long. I actually found some interesting new ways to use it. I've been putting it in my overnight oats. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. I, I know a lot of people who combine it with oats or even eggs in the morning. I've, one of my sisters puts it in her eggs regularly. So yeah, it's just something that I always say is chameleon-like. It takes on the flavor of whatever you put it in. Yeah, I've never tried it in eggs. I'm going to have to do that tomorrow. That's going to be a weekend project. But before we get too far into just discussing all things mushroom power, I want you to share your story, um, how you got into this health and wellness industry that I know we both love so much Mm -hmm. and what inspired Ohm Mushrooms. Sure. Well, I would just say in my personal personal journey, I have always been interested in health and wellness and fitness. I was an athlete in both uh, high school and in college, played college sport, um, and early on just had such an interest in how both food and exercise and, and sort of that integrative health approach can affect um, your your current health and hopefully your future state as well. So I um, started out with a master's in exercise physiology from McGill and I, I taught exercise uh, classes and oversaw major programs for many years. And then I went to UCLA um, School of Public Health and I have a master's in public health and I worked with their um, Center for Health Enhancement and put a lot of corporate health programs in all over um, the LA area. Um, and then I was rec- recruited to USC School of Medicine, and um, I received a PhD from there, and um, I focused in on community health, and so looking at overall uh, heart disease risk reduction, um, and and after that, I ended up moving to Tahoe, so not what I thought was a career move at the time. I was married. Um, But I became an administrator at the local hospital and was able to start um, a center for health and sports performance. I was involved in starting a a cancer program, very much involved in a lot of our community health. And in 2008, my daughter was going off to NYU, to New York, and I was ready for a change. And I always came down here to San Diego to Scripps Integrative Medicine Conferences And um, I was introduced to Steve Farrar, our mycologist, and the the conference was on supplements. And I started really researching mushrooms and all of the incredible amount of research, very, very credible research on these products, and realized that there really weren't a lot of products on the market. This is back in 2009. Um, And I could see that there was an opportunity to innovate and to really help educate um, because mushrooms are very familiar to the Asian cultures, right? Very, very much a part of their traditional Chinese medicine. And in Japan, you know, so much tremendous research out of that country on mushrooms. But in the Western world, this was sort of something very, very new. And so I, I I love working with natural products and their benefits. And it, it just was sort of that right time in my life. And I, and so I started the journey. Well, Lake Tahoe is not a bad place to be. It's actually one of my favorite places on the earth. So that is pretty magical. Talk a little bit. I love that you say mushroom and the nutrition and the use of it for health has been around for so long. So many people think this is a new science, a new discovery, and it's not. Uh, I I said in my introduction, it goes back billions of years to when the first mushroom was found. But Mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit about your first couple experiences with using mushroom powders or mushroom superfoods and just something that impacted you or has stuck with you about the experience of using the Mm -hmm. products over the years? 
Sure. Well, I've always had a pretty regimented diet, I would say. And so when I introduce something new into my diet, it's easier to see and, and to attribute a change to that one one variable or one new new item in my diet. And so, um, as you know, Cortis, or, or Lake Tahoe is at very high elevation. It's at 6,200 feet. And, and I love all the outdoor activities. I was cycling a lot, uh, hiking a lot kayaking, you know, taking advantage of beautiful nature. And when I started taking cordyceps, I really noticed that I could train much better and I could recover better and train better the next day. So that was really the first thing that I noticed. I did my recovery was was really different, but importantly, my endurance and ability to keep higher intensities was much better at that elevation. And then just sort of a, a fortuitous thing was my hairstylist said, Sandra, what are you doing that's different? Because your hair is, it's growing so fast. You know, you're loyal, loyal, loyal to your hairstylist, right? I mean, and they know you and, and hopefully you know them well also. And it was true. And, and that is actually a reflection of immune function, right? You know, people take that beauty from within. Often beauty from within starts with your gut health and mushrooms have not only um, beta-glucans, but they also have prebiotic fibers, digestive enzymes, um, so many other nutrients that help improve your overall gut flora and the microbiome. And that then is reflected in your ability to take up the important nutrients that you're hopefully consuming. And that results in better nails and skin and hair uh, and overall health. I have been trying to grow my hair for a very long time, so apparently I need to mix up my mushroom powder to uh, get that hair growth going. But yes, I let's dig in a little bit to the nutrition. You dropped a lot of information there about beta-glucans and um, prebiotics, which I didn't know that mushrooms had prebiotics. And first I have to say, it's insane to me that so many doctors today are still not recognizing the impact that foods and what we eat and what we put in our body and even on our body have on our overall health. You know, if you, my neighbor got open heart surgery and the first thing they brought him was a sloppy Joe. And I, I was texting him like, do not eat that, (laughs) you know? And so it's this incredible mind shift of what you put in your body. It's not only going to improve the performance you have athletically, it improves your cognitive function, it improves your physical appearance. It's all just so important, 360 interconnected. But these beta-glucans and prebiotics, what? let's dig into the details about those a little bit. What exactly do they do for your body and how do they support optimal health? So beta-glucans are, it's, it's a complex molecule, and um, there are different foods that have beta-glucans. Oats and yeast, for instance, have beta-glucans, but they are simple. They have, so if you think of a line, they have maybe a few little keys on them. Well, mushroom beta-glucans are very complex. They have a lot of keys, and those keys can fit into your, your cells and activate your immune function. So it's like it turns it on. And so it causes this cascade of activity that helps with your own immune defense. And that's something that's really important. It's not that you're bringing something in artificially or in you know, extreme amounts. It's working with your own cells. And there is so much more research now related to how we can utilize our own immune function to to battle various conditions. And so mushrooms are a great example of that. And um, so all mushrooms have different forms of beta-glucans. And when you combine more than one, you get an array of different uh, types of beta-glucans and so that, you, that your um, immune system can be activated uh, in different ways. And what's important also in that is that um, the immune cells turn over very rapidly. So it's not a one and done. You just don't take something and then say, I'm good. You know, that's why I, we talk about, you know, making this your daily routine. Um, you need to always optimize those new cells to be battle ready. And so, you know, that's part of our mission is developing products that easily fit into your, your daily routine. And then when it comes to prebiotic fibers, so, you know, you're going to hear a lot about prebiotics in this coming year. Probiotics have really, you know, become center stage in the last several years, and it's 
so great for me to see people paying attention to that, what I call your long duration immune system. It's not something you go, oh, I think I'm getting a sore throat and I need to take something. It's something you need to pay attention to every single day. And that relates to not only your ability to fight off, you know, things that are coming into you that might make you not feel well in the short term, but also to chronic disease as well. So very important that you're paying attention to your overall immune function. Prebiotics, which come as a form of a fiber in mushrooms, act as a platform for healthy and diverse probiotic development. So if you don't have a prebiotic, and you're taking all these probiotics, they don't have an ability to flourish. And, and there's been research that has shown that with the addition of a prebiotic, that there's more stability. You, you often read about probiotics and how stable or unstable they may be. With a prebiotic, they have more opportunity to have stability and therefore to produce over a longer period of time. Yeah, I love that. I always say that healthcare is what happens in between sick care because you need to do your healthcare as a preventative measure. And this is something I learned firsthand when I was diagnosed with melanoma. You know, I can't, you can, you can change your lifestyle and get intravenous vitamin C and vitamin D and up all of those things. But if you want to prevent secondary chronic conditions from arising, it's a lifestyle change. And so, yeah, like you said, it's it's got to become an everyday thing. And a question that I received from a follower was, how long does it take to see results yeah, if you are taking it daily? And that's a great question. And, you know, with many, many kinds of products, it depends on what your health state or your, say, your fitness state is at the time you introduce something new. Um, so some people will see um, results in as little as two weeks. Um, but generally for a natural product, you, you suggest people taking it on a daily basis for three to four weeks. And we have been involved in studies related to sports performance and dose response. And so taking two grams of a product every day resulted in significant results, improvements in max VO2 and in endurance, um, over 28 days. And if you double dosed, to four grams a day, you saw uh, a, an improvement within 14 days. So there's definitely a relationship to your dosage and to your outcomes. Um, but but generally speaking, that is the time. Um, if you have a very poor diet, or you, you know, you will probably see results sooner because you're you're going to be able to see the results. Um, if you're someone who's already eating 99.9% a clean diet. Um, then it might take a little longer before you start to see some of the improvements. Yeah. Uh, another audience question kind of related to that was, if we know the massive health benefits of mm -hmm. mushrooms, why aren't more doctors suggesting that for certain ailments? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great question and a little bit complicated. Um, so in the world of regula the regulatory world, there are foods, the regulations for foods, Regulations for supplements, and so our own products fall in those regulatory requirements. And then there are drugs. And if you are going to speak to any kind of disease or preventing a disease, treating a disease, you are considered a drug. And there, therefore, you must go through many, many medical trials. It's very expensive, very, very long time. Um, certainly, again, in Asia, in Japan, there is a tremendous amount of research, uh, usually related to some isolated co compounds, alpha-glucans, for instance, or, or various other compounds. Um, but I, I think you will see more and more the introduction of, of different types of products that can be used as adjunct or aftercare. I do think that uh, now in most medical schools, there's much more attention to nutrition, to sort of that holistic approach to health and wellness, to, to stress management, to exercise, of course. Um, so I, I think our younger physicians now are becoming more aware. But, but in answer specifically to your question, there's a lot of criteria around what a physician can recommend. Um, certainly just as part of a healthy diet, 
they can, and we see it all the time, a lot of naturopaths recommending our products. But in terms of sort of thinking you're going to treat something, that's a whole other area of regulatory compliance. Well, I think that's a good transition into some myths that you and I had actually talked about when we spoke previously. And so I just want to get your take on some of these misunderstandings or myths about um, mushroom superfoods and powders. Um, The first question is some people believe them to be dangerous, toxic, um, threatening. um, And so I, I think it's called mycophobia. I think that's what yeah. I read. And it's yeah. actually, yeah, <laughs> a, a fear of mushrooms. So mm-hmm. what's kind of your response to that when you hear that? Well, um, I mean, that there's some reality to being fearful of mushrooms if, if you're a forager, right? You want to, there are mushrooms, our mycologist Steve says, all mushrooms are edible some only once, <laughs> meaning, <laughs> meaning that, you know, a point, there are poisonous mushrooms out there. Um, so you need to be aware of where you're getting your mushrooms from. Um, but that shouldn't, there's over 5 million species of mushrooms. So um, to generalize all of the mushrooms as having hallucinogenic or poisonous properties is not really accurate. And so, um, so we know, of course, from the research that's done on these individual species, what the health benefits are. And of course, we have studied as well a lot of the safety related to the products. What about the difference between elixirs and powders? There's a lot out there on the internet and it can be kind of confusing to. It's it's really confusing. Um, I take, uh, this is how I correlate it. Would you rather have apple juice or would you rather have an apple? (laughs) An apple. (laughs) So um, I, I'm a big believer that mother nature was really wise when she developed this planet and all of these incredible foods and botanicals as well that we have. And although, you know, a lot of people pay attention, for instance, to the beta glucan that can be um, really concentrated in an elixir, research has shown that there are micronutrients, there are other bioactive compounds that really are important in the activation process, and that it's not necessary that you need an enormous amount of that one complex, beta-glucan, it's better if you have it in harmony with all these other micronutrients, the the digestive enzymes and the the prebiotic fibers. They all play a role in how that works with your own system. And so when you're developing an elixir or an extract, often you are either denaturing or discarding you know, the vitamins, the proteins, um, prebiotic fibers as well, and just isolating one single compound. So for some people in some situations, that might be ideal. But I would say for most people, having more of a whole food approach um, to your products, I think is, is, is more beneficial. And I'm definitely seeing more and more research related to that not only in mushrooms, but also in things like cranberries. Lots of great research that a whole cranberry is better for you than a cranberry extract. Wow, I'll have to look into that. But yes, I live my life by the whole food ethos. That's essentially why I started this podcast because yeah. there's just so much in grocery stores that right? have, you know, coloring and fillers and preservatives and yeah. all sorts of ingredients you don't necessarily want for your body. You know, every Mm -hmm. once in a while, you'll be fine. Your body can handle it and detox. But Mm -hmm. on a daily basis, you probably want to look out for those. Mm -hmm. But I would really love to hear about the life cycle of OM mushrooms, where they start and how they get there. I think some people listening might think, well, OM mushrooms is a powder, so it is still processed, but it's not process the way they might be thinking. So let's kind of talk through those steps of how own mushrooms come from, you know, where you grow them to the grocery store. Yeah. In the beginning, Steve traveled all over the world and found these different species of mushrooms, which all have immune benefits, but many of them have their own unique benefits as well. We keep our master cultures and cryogenic storage. And then when we're ready to plant, a crop, we we take a, a portion of that the tissue and we expand it 
and then we develop what's called our own spawn. And so we can then plant a whole crop of mushrooms. Our mushrooms start, um, they're growing on organic gluten-free oats and the oats provide the nutrition for them. And most of the mushrooms we grow in nature are wood decaying. So they're used to having cellulose and lignin, like really something tough to digest. And when they have to work hard, they exude more digestive enzymes, which you can see in the growing bags. And so um, the mycelial stage of the mushroom is sort of the rooting stage. And on the planet Earth, it can last for hundreds of years and spread over hundreds of acres. And it plays an extremely important role in providing communication and transportation across our our forests and and, and across all of the soil that you're seeing around. Um, and when it gets to a certain point, then it 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 uh, goes into. A, another stage that produces what's called the fruit body, which is what pops up on your lawn for a few days. It spores for reproduction purposes and then disappears. But that mycelium lives on. And so the mycelial stage of the mushroom has developed a very strong immune function in order to battle viruses and bacteria. Um, And so we want to capture both that mycelial stage and the fruit body stage. And the way to do that is by growing it on a nutritious approved substance. So oats, of course, have their their B vitamins and lots of their own nutrition as well. And our mushrooms are grown in a growing bag. They're hydrated. The oats are hydrated. They grow in a growing bag all the way through their full life cycle. And then when we um, reach the, the end of the life cycle, the entire uh, amount of both the mycelium and the fruit body is slowly dehydrated. It goes through an activation, a steam activation step to loosen up the cell cellular chitinous walls. And then it's uh, milled into a powder. And that all happens here. And many of our products are packaged here, all our pouches and our, our tubs and so on. So we have full transparency of everything that we do and full control. And we grow, uh, we have what's called a controlled growing environment. And so our team of mycologists and growers know what is needed for each one of the individual species. So we can manipulate lighting and temperature, the oxygenation of the room. Mushrooms are like us. They, they breathe in oxygen and they exhale carbon dioxide. So really important to have lots of airflow. Um, and we can manage the temperature and lighting throughout their life cycle to really optimize um, the mushroom itself And to also make sure that you have something that's consistent because, um, you know, from with weather or or other things that, you know, it's it's important to make sure that you have consistency from lot to lot. Okay, I have so many questions. (laughs) I was taking notes during that. First of all, I that was a question I was going to ask is how the mushrooms are grown and even you mentioned lighting, um, how that impacts the final product because we know now that what animals eat and what they're exposed to and how they're treated impacts the final protein that we end up ingesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Same with, you know, plants and soil. The soil Mm -hmm. matters and what's sprayed on them matters. Mm -hmm. Mushrooms, uh, as you hinted, are very much the same with the yeah. the oats that you grow them in. I think lighting is fascinating. How does light lighting play into their nutritional profile? Um, so just um, explain a tad more about why the way that these mushrooms are cultivated actually impacts the nutritional benefits that you're going to get at the end of the day. Well, it really helps. They respond and all very uniquely. Um, For instance, our cordyceps, which I have a little bit here, very bright orange. Show and tell. See, show and tell. (laughs) Very, very bright orange. Um, During the very initial stages of it, we can manipulate the lighting. And by manipulating the lighting, um, it helps to what we say it takes off. It, It just helps propel the growth of the mushroom. Um, Shiitake is a mushroom that during its life cycle, we can change the temperature and the lighting, and that propels it into more of a fruiting stage. And so it's, it's interesting to me how there are, I'd call them triggers 
for these different types of mushrooms and how that activates them to be more robust. And so, um, again, our very knowledgeable team, just they know, they know their mushrooms. And so (laughs) we're able to deliver that. That just put connected some dots for me because I did read that mushrooms, first of all, are closer uh, genetically to humans than plants, which blew my mind, and that they also produce vitamin D when they are exposed to sunlight. Yes, absolutely. So even if you went to the grocery store and you took your mushrooms and you put it in your windowsill, you'll convert um, the precursor for vitamin D to vitamin D2. So yeah, they mushrooms are amazing, and and it's 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 fascinating for me that I would say you know twenty thirty years ago mushrooms were more known for what they didn't have low calorie right <laughs> low sodium. Now we are just learning so much about the nutrition composition of mushrooms and their overall uh, health and wellness benefits. It's fascinating. Now, you did mention that you heat them during the dehydration mm-hmm. uh, phase, mm-hmm. and I'm curious why you do that. You said you it breaks something down, but what exactly is it breaking down? Well, there's two reasons that we do it. One is to loosen up the chitinous wall, so the, the cell wall, just to make the beta-glucans and other nutrients more available, more bioavailable. Mm-hmm. But the, the uh, other Main reason is to just dehydrate. So the mushrooms come out at 70% moisture and we need to bring it down to 6% moisture. In our facility, it's a total clean room environment. And and I can speak to why you want to make sure your mushrooms are grown in a a clean environment. But we don't need what's called a kill step at the end. Um, Some companies will treat all of their products with a very high temperature kill step at the end to bring down the microbial load because in the supplement world, we have to meet certain rec- certain levels. We don't need that because we are ensuring that we have such uh, a clean environment throughout. Um, but it, it, so we bring down the moisture level and at the same time with the steam activation, we loosen uh, the cell wall. I had also read, again, did lots of research before this, <laughs> that white buttons and portobellos and uh, shiitake mushrooms, they actually need, they should be cooked before consumed because yeah. of that cell wall, um, or it has compounds that are carcinogenic. You probably could explain this better than I could. Um, but we could go into that. Well, um, if you think of how a lot of those, uh, mushrooms are grown, they're grown in not very clean environments, right. Mm. And they're grown on some pretty gnarly stuff. So you don't want to just eat a raw mushroom, right? You want to make sure that it's well cleaned. I'm not saying those they're all mushrooms are all beneficial, but you do need to make sure you clean them well and then yes, it's good to to, you know, cook them a little bit. You don't need to cook them overnight, <laughs> right? You don't need and that kind of speaks to the issue of extraction. You don't extract a mushroom that you're eating that's on your plate. You can saute it or you can throw it in a stir fry, but you don't need to do anything else to it. So, um, but yes, you should, you should definitely cook those mushrooms and you do want to make sure that you, you clean them well. So for listeners who are listening to this episode and thinking about going grocery shopping for mushrooms, what are some things, obviously we want them to buy own mushrooms because they're clean, whole food source, but what are some things they should look for on packaging that can potentially indicate if it's not the best source that they could be getting? Well, I always look for um, the complete name of the mushroom. So we also supply our our, our mushroom powder to many, many of the other brands out there. Uh, our company has become very well known for very high quality. And so we, we supply other companies as well. And so often when I go in and sometimes I don't know necessarily who's purchasing our powders and I'll look at a product and look at the back label and see if it's labeled correctly. So it should say Cordyceps sinensis or Cordyceps militaris, or it should say Reishi Ganoderma lucindum. If it doesn't, if it just says Reishi, my ta- it doesn't give the whole name, that's not um, the correct type of labeling. It also should give you the, the part of the mushroom, if it's mycelium and fruit body or just fruit body. 
um, and also what it's grown on if it is mycelium. So if it's not giving you any of that information, the the quality team that's responsible for that product and the regulatory team aren't really paying attention to everything they need to. And so if they're not paying attention to that on their label detail, they may not be paying as much in terms of where the mushrooms are coming from. Wow, that is something I did not know. I'm obsessed with nutrition labels. I take three hours in the grocery store because I look at every single label and I had never known that. So that's a super good tip. You mentioned earlier that mushrooms, they're essentially adaptogenic, right? So you you called them the lock and key. Mm -hmm. Um, And everybody is so different. Not everybody. I guess everybody is so different, but so is everybody. So for people listening right now, how do they discover which mushroom powders are right for them or are going to have the greatest impacts for their unique genetic makeup? Well, I think, you know, starting a place of, of thinking about what is it that's best? What do I need right now? Right. And thinking through that, um, if you're looking for overall wellness, health and wellness, you might take a blend of mushrooms that like we have master blend right now that has just gone literally off the charts. There was a TikTok last weekend that now has 1.2 million views and growing every day. And beating so, my TikTok game. Good yeah. job. <laughs> so so it is going, but it's got all 10 of our mushrooms and our mushroom extract in there. So that's a perfect product for someone just being introduced. If you have a special uh, focused need, so for instance, if um, you are someone with autoimmune challenges, so your your mm-hmm. immune system is actually overactive, right? And it has that tendency, and that's all related to your, your DNA composition. Um, then reishi mushroom is known as a balancer. It can not only potentiate a weak immune system, it can downregulate an overactive immune system. It's a it's a great adaptogen that way. And so, you know, really sort of knowing what is right for you and having I always say there's a mushroom for that, you know. <laughs> so certainly lion's vein and and helping you with your your cognitive health and your 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 focus and your, you know, mood. Um so I think it's it's really looking at what your 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 needs are. And finding the mushroom that will best, or the blend of mushrooms that will best fit those needs. Well, let me throw two needs out at you. Just thinking about COVID-19 and coming out of this pandemic and what people are going to need to support their bodies. Because goodness knows being stuck at home has not been easy. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a, a mushroom powder that supports weight loss? Since I know that's something a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, well, okay, so this is my res- my answer would be there's 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 sort of two approaches to that. You could you could talk about my talkie. It has an uh, ability to help with blood sugar centering and insulin mm-hmm. regulation and use of of fat and and how you metabolize fat when you're exercising. I would say a great um, product would be one of our products that contains a lot of our cordyceps. So we have an energy product that I drink every single day. Everyone in here knows <laughs> that. <laughs> and, and the reason I think that's important is because when you're lethargic and tired, you're not moving. And, you know, movement is equally as important to weight loss as is your food intake. So, and, and nowadays, especially I was in an interview last week with someone, I said, you know, if we look at how little people move now, right. And, and COVID exacerbated that because people aren't even having to get into their car to go to work. Right. So you get up in the morning and flip open your laptop and put on a top and your pajama bottoms are there and, you know, away you go and and you hardly move all day. So mm-hmm. I think having something that really helps with natural energy, cordyceps helps increase availability of oxygen. And there's some really great research out of UCLA, a Dr. Cooper, who looked at aging seniors, so much older than me and 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 who were depressed and who you know had really um low quality of life and he gave them cordyceps 
And when the results show that they had much higher levels of vitality and energy, of quality of life, it improved their overall mood and took down their level of depression. And that was simply by providing them with good old oxygen, right? So mm. that, you know, both for your brain, for your, your active muscles. And so I think, you know, in, in thinking about weight loss, you want to maybe start with thinking about what's going to help me move better. And we know that um, caffeine isn't a way to necessarily increase, you know, that and that type of energy. It's more short duration. So having something that gives you that long duration energy so you can get through your day, go for a walk in the morning or after work or during work, whatever it is you're doing, I think that's a great start for for helping helping to live that healthy lifestyle. I think also you brought up a good point that there is a mental aspect also, right? So Mm -hmm. if you are feeling lethargic can be both physical and mental. If you're feeling Mm -hmm. depressed or you're having anxiety around your weight or the lack of movement you've had, that um, that's going to play into your weight loss journey. And I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to like, I'm basically mapping it out in my head, right? So mushrooms, when you consume them, they're good for your gut health which mm-hmm. is where a lot of your neurotransmitters are made, yep. dopamine and serotonin. And so is that how mushroom powders are impacting your mood through well, gut health? And- beautiful lion's mane mushroom here. That's what I had today. <laughs> you had today. So there's great research from Japan on lion's mane. And, you know, that helps with the synthesis of a nerve regeneration factor. And the the um, the research is related not only to mood, or sorry, to memory and cognition, but also to mood and depression. And mm-hmm. so, you know, sort of helping with that, you know, rewiring, I'll call it. So, you know, you are able to be focused and alert, because, you know, when you are depressed, it certainly creates this feeling of, oh, you know, I just don't want to, I want to go back to bed, right? You want, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a circular issue. Um, so you want to feel energized both in your thoughts and in your, your physical body as well. Um, so I think, you know, having something that is really, again, in a healthful way, um, not a drug, <laughs> keeping your brain very clear and very active and your thoughts very clear in combination with something that's helping with your natural fuel is is some is a great natural way to kind of get you out of that I call it the 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 funk that a lot of people are mm-hmm. feeling right and and so I you know movement and getting out into nature is is so vital right now Mm-hmm. Like you, I'm someone who, when I consume something new, I can tell the difference very quickly. Mm-hmm. And this earlier this week, I was dealing with a lot of brain fog. And it's one of my least favorite things in the world because I work very hard on eating clean and healthy and moving my body. And so when I have brain fog, I'm like, what the heck, body? Like, come on. And so I switched to lion's mane. And I okay. swear in two yeah. days, like I was feeling so much more alert and able to focus and yeah. actually see something through to the end. So it is. Yeah, we hear that all the time. I'm, that is, as a single mushroom, that's our, our bestseller. And we thought with COVID, you know, more of the immune property kind of mushrooms would take over. But no, wines may continue to grow and grow and grow in terms mm. of, of the sales. And at the same time, of course, immune also grew and grew and grew. But um, yeah, I think people uh, more and more are realizing how important paying attention to your mental health is. Um, And again, you know, with, with COVID that, that was really um, put us all to the test, you know, being maybe not being able to do many of the things we're used to doing, not being able to be with people that we love to be with. Um, So I think that it, it takes a little bit of an extra effort to kind of get through that and, and keep alert and excited and, and interested in life. Hmm. So aside from weight gain and mental health, which are two massive trends throughout COVID, mm-hmm. um, the the other one I was going to point out that I think is we're going to be seeing a lot more in 2021 is addiction, uh, yeah. alcohol addiction, mm-hmm. and a, an increase in people trying to now find their way 
potentially out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw 2020 sober curious was a, a big trend. I was very sober curious and now pretty much sober. So mm-hmm. it worked out. Um, but are they, would you suggest the same mushrooms because of their mental properties? If someone is, you know, maybe trying to stave off those cravings for alcohol as we come yeah. out of this pandemic? Yeah, those are, those are great questions. And, and I think my answer in large part is yes. I think reishi, which we talked about a little bit earlier, as an adaptogen, people use reishi for stress. It, it helps, unfortunately, not get rid of stress. It just helps <laughs> how we react to stress, right? So it, instead of having that fight or flight mechanism, it can help you react uh, in a more calm manner. And mm-hmm. so that helps w- with the focus as well um, and, and just with overall stress management. Um, but I think, you know, when many people kind of b- because they were cooped up at home and had their routine kind of ripped away from them, they fell into a bad habit of, oh, it's five o'clock somewhere and right starting to drink middle of the day, later in the day, every day. And, you know, although it was I had of, those days too, no right? shame. I had yeah. them. <laughs> no, I mean, a lot of people were in that boat. And I think now um, it's kind of that shake it up. I've got to shake it up. I've got to do something to change that behavior. Right. And, it, you know, it takes 21 days to get that mm-hmm. habit in place. But instead of reaching for that that wine in the middle of the day, have something healthy, have something that's going to give you some energy and make a plan to with a friend with a personal trainer, you know, make a commitment to someone to say, Hey, I'm, I'd like to meet up with you today after work 530. Let's just go for a walk. Just, you know, make it easy. Don't have a goal that's not uh, unattainable. But those kinds of behavioral changes, along with some other very healthy foods or, or, or drinks, will help with breaking that habit um, of, of, of addiction and, and poor, you know, uh, with too much alcohol intake overall. So I think there's, there's ways to get to that by uh, replacing some of the, uh, the wine or the beer or whatever it is you're drinking and then making commitments where someone else will help hold you accountable. Um, I think that's also extremely important in, in getting to, to a new behavior. I just want to point out too, as you were speaking, you said that Reishi helps you get out of the um, fight or flight mode, mm-hmm. which means you're going into rest and digest mode. And so mm-hmm. if listeners are having any di- digest digestion issues, Mm -hmm. constipation or diarrhea. I know nobody likes to hear that word, but (laughs) it's a normal human thing. Um, It sounds like reishi might be a good option for them. Yeah. And I would say women in particular, you know, you, you, a lot of uh, anxiety and stress is expressed in our GI tracts. And so IBS Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, other issues are, are often a cause of, as a result of rather stress and how we're reacting to stress. And so, yeah, having an, again, a natural product where you're not feeling numb, you know, you're, you're very awake and alert and, and not changing your personality, but just helping you manage through. Um, I find I, when I have reishi, because my days are, are busy, lots going on, and it just helps me along with lion's mane to have that focus and things just seem to kind of line up and I attack the day and away I go. And, and uh, I notice when I don't have them on a daily mm-hmm. basis, I, I feel like I'm a little bit, you know, distracted and not accomplishing as much as I generally would. I definitely feel that too. I'm curious, can, I know we've talked about gut health and you just mentioned IBS and I was also thinking SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of women don't even know that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but do mushrooms help with something like bacterial overgrowths in the gut? Yeah. um, Yes. You know, they can help balance the flora. That sort of prebiotic uh, fiber really helps with the the healthy probiotics. Mm -hmm. Um, And so make, and that is what's really going to combat and manage the bad probiotic bacterial flora. And so, um, yeah, having that prebiotic platform will definitely help out there. 
And something else that can help out the gut is bone broth. And I yes. know that Own Mushrooms now has a bone broth uh, product that has mm-hmm. the superfoods in it, which mm-hmm. I intermittent fast. And I mm-hmm. just found out that um, drinking bone broth during your in- intermittent fasting is actually really great to replenish your body of vitamins and minerals and nutrients that it's lacking during that fasting period. Mm-hmm. And I immediately thought of Ohm Superfoods. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh gosh, I need to go get Ohm Mushrooms mix, you know, because mm-hmm. I was just dumping my lion's mane into my own bone broth. Right. But I, was like, I bet their product will prop be better. Well, you know, it's already pre-mixed. It's pre-mixed. And you know what? I am loving our broth. So we have both a, bo- uh, a beef bone and then a chicken. Uh, and then we also have a veggie miso and a mushroom for the vegans of the world. I have them by my computer all the time, because often now with the way we work on Zoom, we forget to give ourselves breaks, right? So you're going, and you don't really want to be, you know, eating a salad in front of someone. But I can put it into a little Yeti mug of hot water and have, you know, seven to 10 grams of, of healthy protein, all these wonderful mushrooms, really great umami, savory flavors to them. Um, and I, it takes away my sort of hunger cravings and I feel nourished and satiated. And so they are, for me, they're lifesavers right now as we, you know, I, we're busier and busier all the time. And, uh, so I just love having them super, super convenient. And, and I really feel like I ate something not only healthy, but something really, really tasty as well. Yeah, I am obsessed with bone broth. When I did used to enjoy a couple too many glasses of wine on some mm-hmm. nights, bone broth was my go-to in the yeah. next morning. So if you guys are still drinking, you listeners, that's cool. Next morning, just have your own mushrooms bone broth yeah. and you'll be feeling much better. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know you guys have other drinks as well. You have hot chocolate and just tell me about some um, other products that you currently have, or you're excited about coming out in the future, if there is anything. Yeah, we have a delicious hot chocolate that and it's, it's interesting when we were, we were going through our product development, there were some of us that were a little concerned that it might be kind of seasonal, you know, oh, well, people only drink, well, it has not been seasonal, (laughs) right through the summer, it continues to grow in its interest. And people are sending us great recipes of how to use it not only hot, but also cold. So they're putting it in their protein smoothie with some peanut butter and, you know, all the, all these great things. So um, we have a coffee. We have a coffee latte and a matcha, which is the matcha tea if you're a tea person. Mm-hmm. And having those nourishing beverages, you know, keeping your hydration up, we know is so, so vital. Um, so th- that's a great line of products. The broths uh, have been phenomenal. And, um, you know, I I mentioned our master blend earlier. I'm going to mention it again because it has just really resonated. We also have astragalus and ginkgo biloba and holy basil in that product. And so that combination, I think right now for people is, is, you know, having adaptogens with adaptogens and (laughs) it's really a great combination. Um, And, you know, one of the things that has been really important to our company has been to leaders in innovation. Um, When I started the company, um, I noticed that most of the mushroom products out there were just capsules and, and we do have capsules and, you know, I take them, especially if I'm, you know, traveling or, or busy and it's just the easiest thing for me. Um, but we were the first to come out with powders in pouches. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we did that um, at the time. Um, you know, people were starting to juice again. I say again, because in the 80s, we were all juicing and doing <laughs> smoothies then, but then it came back again, you know, uh, early this decade. And and so people were um, juicing a lot. And it was an inexpensive way also for people to take our products, because I heard from many people, oh, I love mushrooms, but they're really expensive if mm-hmm. I buy the capsules. And, and so I only buy them, you know, during certain times of the year. So um, this was a a great way of being able to introduce the products to people who, you know, had a great routine, whether it's, you know, putting it in their juice or their smoothie or, or other beverages or their, their oats. 
Um, and we've really continued, I think, to lead a lot of that innovation. And, and certainly our, our broths are, are right in the, the, the leading front, I think, right now of, of finding ways for, for people to introduce mushrooms and keep uh, various ways of having them conveniently in their, as a part of their everyday life and a part of their family's everyday life as well. So, I was just going to ask if it was safe for kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of the mushrooms that we grow are being used in Asia and um, they're part of the family meal. I mean, my ta- a mm-hmm. lot of mushrooms are culinary. Some are not culinary, like reishi or turkey tail, very woody or chaga, uh, very bitter. Um, but, you know, you would want to... Um, make the the dosage uh, in alignment with the weight of the child. Um, But a lot of people are adding our broths to their family meals. So the noodles or the rice or the stir fry, a soup, you know, you can just add it all in. And it's a way of really helping uh, the whole family get the benefits of the product. So would you say the hot chocolate is safe for kids or over a certain age? Yeah, I mean, I think, yes, it is. I would, um, you know, it has a little bit of, of well, it's chocolate, right? So it's going to have a little bit of, is it going to have a bit of caffeine? No, I guess it's not going to have any caffeine. I'm reading the label. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, it, it, it is safe for children. That's great. Well, this has all been wonderful. I have four quick hit questions for great. you to wrap this up. So first one, what does having a clean body mean to you? Okay. Well, to me, it kind of goes back to what we were um, speaking about earlier. I'm a big believer in having a very diverse um, diet of natural foods that, you know, if you're a meat eater, um, make sure these are are animals that are well cared for and that, you know, aren't living in cages. Um, if you're eating vegetables, you know, look for, for products that are um, hopefully local and, and grown in a very clean environment. Um, wh- one thing that, you know, we didn't talk to is the importance of mushrooms coming from areas that are very clean because they're bioaccumulators and can accumulate um, toxins and so on. So for me, um, you know, I often think about my grandmother who my parents are British and my grandmother used to go to the farmer's market, right? You know, every single day and get the family's food. And I think the more that we can eat fresh food, a variety of color, a variety of different foods uh, and whole grains as well, um, then you're getting all those important micronutrients as well as the macronutrients and and eliminate as much as possible all those additives. So reading labels, super important. Um, if you don't need added ingredients, um, then then try to try to buy a clean product. What are a couple other routine lifestyle and diet habits you have that you couldn't live without? For me, connecting with nature is just, it's so important. And um, I uh, lived in Tahoe for 25 years and, you know, just love being in the mountains and hiking, being on the lake and kayaking and cycling and all the things I talked about. Here in San Diego, I love going for walks on the beach and hiking by the beach and feeling the positive ions from that ocean. So (laughs) that really nourishes my soul as much as it does good for my physical well-being. I find it very meditational. I think that sleep is, I'm so happy to see people realizing how important sleep is to mental health and overall immune health as well. We need that eight hours of sleep. And then the last thing I'd say is making sure you're connecting with people you love. And, and hasn't COVID really taught us how important that is? And I think um, there is, again, a, just a plethora of research related to the importance of connecting with people and people that have social support in their lives versus people who isolate themselves. And so thank goodness we have Zoom. And so I can connect with my family in Canada or, you know, wherever my daughter's in Tahoe. And so you can connect on FaceTime or Zoom and kind of feel like you're sharing. I'll go shopping with my daughter, (laughs) even though I'm not with her. Um, But I think that human connection 
is so important for our overall health. And um, I think that by virtue of us all being slowed down right now, it's helping us understand how important that connection is and how much meaning it has in our lives. Well, everything you mentioned, time in nature, sleep, connecting with one another, it decreases cortisol, right? So it decreases our stress, which also has a connection to inflammation, which has a connection to chronic illnesses. So Mm -hmm. all it's, all interconnected, as I always say. (laughs) What is a uh, new wellness or well-being trend? There's always so many, but what's a new one that you've recently learned about or become interested in? Yeah, I, I would say the one thing I'm paying attention to more, it's not new, and it's just more that meditational unplugging. Um, because we are, you know, I've got my watch and my phone and my computer and, you know, people are reaching out to us 24 hours a day now. Right. And I I was speaking with someone last week and uh, I was saying, you know, it feels often that there is never a time when you say, oh, done for the day. Right. The day almost feels like it's never done because there's Mm -hmm. always someone reaching out to you from somewhere. So I think having paying attention to times when you can be reflective and quiet and hear your own inner voice. And that can be going on a walk or it can be sitting in silence and, and, and doing breath work. But I think that is, is really important because I do feel we are so overstimulated and don't have the luxury of quiet in our lives very often. So, so I am, yeah, embracing that this year. I find that sometimes my best ideas and strongest creativity come from moments of boredom. So you got to set that time aside. You know why that is? It's because both sides of your brain can speak to each other. So great research on that. Yeah. Hmm. You you know, so they do um, ECGs looking at brain activity. And when you are quiet or in a meditative state or in your shower or on a walk, both sides of the brain, so the more logical and the more creative side, can talk to each other more effectively because you're not burdened by one single lobe. And so that is when those great create aha moments come out. God, I could start podcasts solely about the gut and the brain because the yeah. powers that they have just blow my mind. Yeah. <laughs> They're so incredible. Um Last question for you. What other brands are you loving and supporting right now? Well, I've been a fan of Purely Elizabeth for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Elizabeth at literally the first trade show. Natural, I love the natural product industry. It's a lot of women, but just the, the sort of open heart uh, nature of the industry. Um, people really do share and help you out. And she's created, uh, you know, a whole array of great products that she started in her kitchen. And so I, I love her, her product range. And she's now diversified. She started with granola. And, and now she has pancake mix and, uh, you know, just a whole array of great products for the family. I, I also I, I love Suja. Um, uh, they're right here nearby us in, um, in San Diego. And our mushrooms are in some of their kombucha, but that's not just why I love them. I love them because they have some great cold pressed greens and other products that add so much. Their flavors are great. Their products are great. They're great, clean labels. And and it's just convenient. I mean, I think most of us love the idea of doing our own juicing but we don't have the time to, to manage it. Right. That's a lot of time. Or the cleanup. Oh, well, I mean, time. Yeah. You have to go buy it. You juice it. Then you have all the massive cleanup. Suja has some great products. Uh, I mix our mushrooms into them and shake them up in my, my bottle. And I, it's just feels easy. And I just feel really great when I'm drinking them. So yeah, I'll have to reach out to them. Uh, drinks are tough. Drinks are tough to find clean labels. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, great. thank you so so much. Um, before we finish this up, how can listeners get in touch with you? Interact with the brand? Get their hands yeah. on your product? 
Absolutely. Well, ohmmushrooms.com, reach out. If you want to have a question for me or for our mycologist, Steve, you can uh, email me at sandra at ohmmushrooms.com. Our products are, you know, they're pretty much all over the country right now in terms of all the natural product food stores and, uh, you know, Whole Foods and Sprouts and Jimbo's. And um, now even in CVS, you'll find them and Rayleigh's. And um, so, um, yeah, lots of great ways to find us. But we have a lot of a lot of great promotions right now on our own website and lots of great giveaways as well. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Head over to ohmmushrooms.com. Sandra, you're wonderful. I've appreciated every conversation, which is only two so far, but we'll, we will have more. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dr. Sandra Carter. Don't forget, Ohm Mushrooms is offering 20% off to the Clean Body Podcast listeners. Just go to ohmmushrooms.com and type in Clean Body 20 at checkout to get the discount. As a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care from a doctor or otherwise qualified health professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it is not a replacement for medical or other health-related services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified practitioner. If you're looking for other information on the Clean Body Podcast, go to thecleanbodyproject.com or follow us on Instagram at thecleanbodyproject or you can follow myself at Holistic Lauren Kelly. We'll see you next week.